Our guest today on the Broke Actors Podcast is Barbara Niven. She is an actress, a producer, and a speaker. She is also a fierce advocate for human and animal rights. During her acting career, she has appeared in more than 350 TV episodes and films and over 2,500 TV and radio commercials. She has also served three years on the National Board of Directors for the Screen Actors Guild. Okay, welcome to the Broke Actors Podcast. Today, I am so happy to have our guest, Miss Barbara Niven, who has Hi. been my mentor for the last nine years. Has it been that long? It's been nine years. I so old. So I bad. know. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Okay, so we're going to jump right in because she has so much stuff to give you guys that we don't have enough time to even I hope, I hope I can do something good. And it's, I have to say, Diamond, I'm just so proud of you. Your mama named you right, Diamond, because you are. You. And you, you've been a light to my life and to so many other people and an inspiration. Thank so, you so much. That's yeah, so sweet of you. Thank you. Okay, so our first question is, tell us how you were introduced into the acting world. Ah, uh, oh, uh, my, I remember my first time I ever acted. I was five years old in kindergarten. I remember um, it was the uh, Christmas party. I remember mm -hmm. the audience. I remember what I was wearing, footy pajamas. I was holding a teddy bear and I was singing, me and my teddy bear, worries have no care. And I still like, I, it happened right now. I get, I got goosebumps then. And I, I just, that whole thing of performing and being in front of an audience. And I still get the goosebumps now. Every time I perform, I love it. So I knew I wanted to be an actress from when I was five years old. But growing up in Portland, Oregon, there are no, I mean, that's so what a, what a mm -hmm. dream to have crazy dream right I have no role models anything and so I didn't do it I I got married I had a baby and that was 10 years of my life um after high school and then as my 10 year high school reunion started coming mm -hmm. closer they sent out something that says okay like who do you marry how many kids you have where do you live and the last question on that thing was have you achieved all you thought you would in your life by now. Wow, okay. And that just hit me honestly like a ton of bricks because I knew I was gonna be an actress and I just thought I'd do it someday, you know? Oh, mm -hmm. it happened, it'll happen. But no, huh? funnily enough, I was still living in Portland, Oregon in my house with my baby and nobody <laughs> discovered me yet. So that's when I, I kicked my acting dream into gear. Mm -hmm. um, I, I found a, a mentor I, I and I didn't tell anybody. Nobody in my family knew, but I there there is this great, great old used bookstore called Powell's Books in Portland, Oregon. That's a whole block, at least okay. it was in that time. So I would take my daughter Jessica down there, and and she would, um, I would I would just sit her there and in the stroller, you know, with munching on stuff, and I would look at all the acting books, and I and I would buy the used books, and I read my my first. Um, monologue ever, which was something out of chapter two that Marcia Mason did. It's a mm -hmm. Neil Simon play that I loved and, and a movie too. And so I memorized that thing. And then all of a sudden, you know how when you start preparing things, I have something on my desk I'm going to read you 
by Daisuku Ikeda. Because so, it's, it's perfect. I keep it here so it reminds me. When your determination changes, everything will begin to move in the direction you desire. The moment yes. that you resolve to be victorious, every nerve and fiber in your being will immediately orient itself toward your success. Wow. So that's what I did. I, I learned that monologue. Didn't tell anybody I wanted to be an actor at all because it was just so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And getting ready to go through a divorce. I mean, I, I couldn't be selfish at that time. And and so, and then right after that, there is something that is on TV saying that, and in the newspaper in Portland saying that, well, the, um, the head casting director for ABC Daytime will be in Seattle because they're doing nationwide search to replace Tina on One Life to Live, who was like the biggest bitch ever. She was, I mean, the character, not her, the actor, <laughs> just wonderful. And so would you believe I decided I'm going to go do it? Nobody knew I wanted to be an actor. Remember, it had never come out of my mouth. Right. Ever. So I, I arranged to leave my daughter, Jessica, at my mom's for the day to babysit. And the day comes and there's a black ice storm in Portland, in Portland. So there's, there's no, there's like, there's nobody on the freeway except me. So I drove all the way from Portland to Seattle, did my, my makeup in the car when I got there and changed in the car after we always do that mm -hmm. in the car, go in. And I met Bobby Hoffman, who was the second in command under Marilyn Henry under for ABC daytime casting. Mm -hmm. And I go in and he has a video camera and, and he's sitting there and I do my monologue and it just felt so perfect because it was exactly what I was going through, you know, and, and I did it and I left and I drove all the way back in that black ice storm. Again, the only car on the whole freeway down to my mom's picked up Jessica, went home, cooked dinner for my husband. And it turned out that out of all that, I was one of five people that got a screen test in New York City. Wow. And I had never even been to New York. I had barely ever been on a plane, only once on my honeymoon. I ever even went on a plane. So, so I did. And my preparation did not equal my desire at that right. time because I didn't know my craft yet. You got mm -hmm. to know your craft. You can have all the talent and desire in the world, but you also got to know the guts of it and the, and the craft of it and how to do a character, how to do even, even makeup. And um, right. when I went there, when I, when I went, I mean, I, 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 I did okay, but I, I, Mary Lynn Henry, she told, she told me that honey, you don't have any star power. Yeah, you, you just and and with that voice because I was called Barbie at that time, and this is my voice because I always wanted to be a good girl and have everybody like me. And that's not the kind of part that right. is going to get you anything as an actor. So, so when she said about my voice and that I didn't have any star power, I had a choice. I could have like folded my pants and just said, "Oh man, I'm never putting myself in that situation again." Or, which what I did, I got pissed. And I said, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show myself. So I went back. I, I started working with, with an acting teacher that I found. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I did a play. And I also started working with a voice coach, an old radio guy that, oh, he was phenomenal to get my voice so I could use it. Because you need to be able to use your voice as a tool. 
Mm -hmm. not, only, not only as an actor, but also in business, public speaking. Um, when you meet someone, often women are, are like I was, where you, you keep your voice up here so you don't bother anybody. And, you know, you, you don't want to upset the apple cart, right? You want people to like you. But I learned from him that, and this is my tool, like if I'm going to play a bitch or if I'm going to play somebody strong, I put my voice down here. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe here is more like Megan O'Brien and Chesapeake Shores, it's right. more like me. Or I can play it up like this. I can do all sorts of things, but I have that tool. And and that's one reason I developed my Alicia Star Power stuff. And I know you've seen that. Because yes, I've been a part exercise. of it. <laughs> yes, if there's just exercises you can do. Anybody can use to develop that kind of tool so that you can you can empower yourself and be what you need to be in any current situation. So anyway... That's that's what I did. And later on, I I ended up getting a contract role on One Life to Live a lot of years later. And and it's just I, I, I love what I do. And I think when you love what you do, all the studying and work that you do and and it can see it seem endless. But it's also you get to do your craft every day. You, yes. get, you get to do something toward your dream, whether it works out or not. At least that part of your body and your spirit is happy. Yes. Yes. So wow. No, that was forever. great. That, that was so a, good. It's it's such a because anybody, it's not just actors. If anybody out there has a dream, what the heck are you waiting for? Because it, I think the the saddest thing, and I think I, I think my mom had a lot of this regret because mm -hmm. she. I know she had bigger dreams than what she did. And I felt, I feel like she kind of felt like maybe she settled. And I think that's kind of what drives me. I don't want to settle. I think that would be the, the, the worst thing ever at the end of your life to wonder what if. So you don't necessarily have to make a living at something you love, but if you incorporate it into your life every day, somehow, and, and do something today that your future self will thank you for. Yes. And, and then life is so fun. And you, and you get a little bit farther, learn a little bit more about yourself. And you do something fun for yourself and your spirit every single day. Oh, yes. And it's an insult not to go after something you really want. It's an insult, yes. insult to ourselves yeah. not and, to and, do that. And it's not about having to make money at it. Because right. people or actors think, oh, I got to make a living at it. But that's not it. And you can't count on that either. I've been lucky. You know, you can mm -hmm. have all the talent, you can have all the drive, but you also got to have some luck. And I know some fantastic actors who, who just, they need a break and, and that happens. Um, I think one of the things, one of the biggest tips I would give an actor is that, you know, we get all excited when we get booked for a job, right? But it's not, it's so great. Celebrate that win, celebrate that one job, but then get busy again because one job is just a job, but repeat business is a career. Yes. So when you do get a job, it's it's so personal. This whole business is built on relationships. So be the nicest person on the set. Be the helpful. Be the most be the most um, prepared one on the set, and then keep in touch with people that you've worked with, so that because people always want to work with somebody that they like, and that makes the set better. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's great, great advice. Okay, what conflicts, of any, did you face once you started getting your career going? Uh, I was a single mom by then. Um, okay. Um, with, uh, with no child support, raising my daughter as a single actor. So um, I would take her to jobs. I took everything. And I, and I 
really an actor needs to take stock of what tools you can have and where you can plug into that. Like I love writing. So one of my mm -hmm. first jobs was um, um, being a news intern. I talked my way into an internship at the NBC affiliate KGW in Portland, Oregon, did that. Um, and I, I would go down, I booked um, a spokesperson job for cars, a, a used car company down all the way, like Portland is way up here. Mm -hmm. Metro Oregon is at the very southern border, right? Okay. So once a month, I would go down, drive all the way down, like leave it 3.30 a.m. to go drive down to Medford to shoot a whole day of commercials and then drive all the way back because I couldn't afford a hotel, a, a, a motel. And oftentimes I would take have to take Jessica down there too. She was a good kid. And I would just have her, you know, a little kit of drawing and everything for her. And they were nice. They, they let me do that. But but it was, it was hard trying to do that. And I also had a lot of guilt because I thought, why am I chasing my dream when why don't I just play it safe and know how much money I'm going to have? And, 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 and am I, am I being fair to my daughter for, for chasing this crazy thing, this dream? And you know what she did when she was, when she graduated high school, she was valedictorian. Yay. Of I mean, course. of course, Jessica, Jessica Sue. And um, she gave a speech at, at, as valedictorian. And she said that that day that I, drove down with her and she sat in the co-pilot seat. I drove a 26 foot U-Haul pulling a 10 foot trailer of all our earthly belongings down to down to LA. And I remember that day thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm betting our futures, both of my futures, mm -hmm. mine and hers on this. And she said that was the day that changed her life because wow. she watched me go after my dream. And she learned it's not about money because it's not, it's about fe feeling good about what you're doing and making a difference and finding a way to to have a platform that that you can that you can make a difference with and she said that's that's what she has lived by too and she's living her own dream which is very different from mine but but that's why i'm saying that dreams are not all that different mm -hmm. everybody's got one and it's just about figuring out how to make it happen and 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 i believe also that your passion leads you straight to your purpose absolutely so whatever you're passionate about you are meant to do because that is what the world is waiting for for that message just like you diamond with with your writing and and your book and your inspiration and your motivation that you do and have you talked at all about your book about um the, the bucket list not really you know i've been really trying to step outside of that because it was my life for so long that I really yeah. didn't have a separate identity from it. But mm -hmm. I decided to take everything I learned during that time doing my grandmother's bucket list and put it into my own career. And you know, it's much harder to fight for something as strongly as you'd fight for for someone else like you pushing yourself for because because you had a daughter you know, yeah. and someone else depended on you doing well, yeah. you know, it's easier to fight when you have someone to fight for, you know, and I used my grandma and my memory and love for her to do the bucket list. And now I had to do all of that for myself to right. get my own acting career right. going, which but, was more challenging. Yeah, but it, but it's all tied in together because you not only wrote a wonderful book and story and you did this whole journey that is 
like people like me looking on the outside, looking at you would say, how on earth did she do that? Right. But again, it was for a purpose. And you mm -hmm. made a, a, a film too, that's on Amazon now too, about 59 and a half. Isn't that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, a documentary yes, yeah. about the journey. Yeah. So look what you've done. And if people know the story behind all of that too, I think you can inspire people to, you know, to take a look at what they can accomplish too, because you did all of that. And how old were you? I started when I was 19. That's crazy. That yeah. is crazy. So I, as I've always said, you need to be a leader and be a motivational speaker as well. Because yeah, you know, I learned a lot of the tools and things that I have now from you, you know, from the moment I met you, you really encouraged me and taught me how to put my best foot forward and not let life's challenges slow me down or get in the way or, you know, what lessons to take from yes. whatever I was experiencing. And that's why I really encourage everyone to get an acting or whatever field you're in or just a life mentor, someone you can bounce those yeah. ideas off. Because I remember you sitting with me going over titles for my book and we literally came up with it in the middle of the night, you know, sitting yeah. in a group. Yeah. And, you know, you said something and then someone said bucket and you added just do it, you know, and that's how we came up with the title for my book. So having someone there who helps push yeah. you toward what you want is right. really important. Who was right. that for you? Who be, who were your mentors throughout your acting career? Um, well, first of all, I want to say about having a mentor. I, I had a mentor in the, in the, uh, in the news, uh, the newsroom when I was mm -hmm. at KW, um, I knocked on his door and said, if I bring you stories, um, will you don't tell me what's good? Cause I know I can write and I'm a ham because I love being on camera, but tell me what I can do to make it better. And so, he right. and I also, every time I have a mentor, I also say, please mentor me and I will pay it forward when I have my own success. Yes. And you know what? everybody almost says yes to that because how can you not really how can you not absolutely so i have other people that i have mentored too that i know that i i hope they're paying it forward i know they're paying it forward but that's what that what that's what life is about absolutely so, yeah yep okay when you are going into the process of you've just gotten a new role what's your yep. process of preparation um, how about a new audition? Because I, okay. I just had one. Okay. Oh, awesome. There. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and auditions are hard to get. And Absolutely. I love auditions because for five minutes, that part is mine. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So you get to do everything you want, you know, and nowadays we, we put them on tape and submit them. So you, you, you can make all the mistakes you want and then look at it and say, okay, what can I do better in that moment? What is, what, what's, oh yeah, let me try it that way. And then you take the best one and you delete everything else. So nobody knows you did all those other right. terrible ones or practice ones. Right. Um, and so I just had one for um, uh, something called Kevin can F himself. You know, mm -hmm. Have you heard of that? I have uh, a takeoff on, uh, on sitcoms and it's yes. like, uh, three camera shoot and then for part of it. So it's broad sitcom comedy on that with the studio audience and a terrible laugh track, but they're trying to make it like, uh, like obscenely icky. Right. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then that also switches into a one camera um, with Annie Murphy. And I just think she's a brilliant actress. And so you see the darkness of what, of, of what she's thinking as she's playing that inane uh, sitcom wife. Right. So my character 
Um, and I didn't get the part. Okay. I didn't get the part, but I'm still celebrating it because I absolutely I aced, I aced it. And so, and it was mine. And I, and I asked for feedback. My manager got feedback and said, it wasn't anything she did. It was great. We just went another way. So there's nothing you can do about that. Okay. Um, but uh, to prepare for this thing, cause she has to have this broad comedy. Um, mm -hmm. she's supposed to be, uh, like, uh, maybe, uh, her hairdo is 30 years ago, like maybe the eighties kind of. So I did a takeoff on Suzanne Summers bangs like this, you know, that ponytail that goes yep. up like this. Yeah. And, um, and, but the hardest part was for me, I have a hard time with accents and this was requiring a Boston accent. Okay. So I, I bought, I went online, um, and I bought, um, the uh, digital Boston accent tape, you know, the, the digital part. Yeah. And then I also booked a session with a Zoom session with a, an accent acting coach. And so okay. I worked on it, worked on it. I did three days working on it before I put it on tape. And, um, and my accent wasn't perfect yet, but I could have done it. Um, but it's, I, I just love the process and I, I loved this character and she's supposed to be hard of hearing. So I put all this business in about taking, taking out my, my hearing thing going, huh? Huh? Oh, I, I, I know I'd be laughing, but I can't hear you. So I just added the stuff that I thought if I did this character, this is how it would go. And they'll either love it or it won't fit. But at least I know that I gave it my best, you know? So yes. you got to try, you got to, And if you're going to try, don't ever put something on tape. That's only halfway or, or go into an audition where you have it, where you have it prepared, because I'll tell you, you're going to be up against people like me and people in the business who are booking because they are prepared. Yes. And, and I, I make sure that I memorize the whole thing. You probably want to hold the paper just because it makes you, you know, they know that, um, that it's not as good as you're going to get if you're still holding the sides, you know, so psychologically, but it's just, uh, you know, you got, you got to embrace auditions and actors. Also, I encourage to, um, to volunteer for a casting director um, to sit in and be the reader on, on auditions for them. I've done that so many times. Uh, Dory Zuckerman, for one, I used to do that all the time for her. And you really learn because as an actor, you'll go in and you're thinking, oh my God, they, they already hate me. What, what am I going to do? They're judging all this stuff. But when you're sitting on the other side and you're sitting in the room right next to them and the table right next to them, they're looking at your picture and they're, they're looking at this and they want you to be the one. They're so for yes. you, so it's yours to lose. So just know that it's not adversarial. You got to embrace the whole process. Oh, yeah. See, I knew you're gonna be good here. I knew. <laughs> I knew. No. I knew to get you here. <laughs> you always inspire me, honey. Thank you. Okay, so you've been on a long-running series mm -hmm. on the Hallmark Channel. Can you tell us about that show? Sure. Actually, I was on two series for Hallmark. That's um, right. Um, Cedar Cove was their first one, and I loved it. And um, and all of a sudden, we get canceled because that's what happens. You know, you you never know what's all you can do is be in charge of your own performance and your own set behavior and your own attitude and everything. And then everything else is out of your control. So just just worry about what you work at and and know that every door that shuts is something new that's going to come and you take the lesson with it so we were all really bummed with that and but then i got they called me and said so how about chesapeake shores and i said yes and um we finished five seasons and we're hoping to get a sixth very soon 
Um, and it's, it's, it's fabulous being on a series. Um, you know, there's, there's ups and downs about it. Um, mm -hmm. This kind of a series, I have to be gone. I have to live in uh, on Vancouver Island for four months. Right. So, you know, that's that's a long time to be away from the people that you love, especially during COVID now over the last couple of years, because you can't go home and visit and you mm -hmm. can't, there's a 14 day curfew, you know, that quarantine that you've got to be in. So, you know, it's, it's difficult, but you take that and with you're so grateful that you that you have a job you know and then um again it's what i said earlier about uh, working and having a career is about relationships so i i think i've done about 24 movies for hallmark now too um starting way way long ago with my my title was sexy soap actress that's okay all, you know in a I can't, oh, and called Wedding Days with, um, I think it was with uh, Tori Spelling, I, I believe, and years ago. And and then they they I I just you know being a good person, being doing my job, and then keeping in contact with them. We made relationships, and so that's why I keep getting hired because, again, is that's just how business works. If you are in an auto parts business or insurance, you want to work with people that that you get along with. That, yes, that make you better. So it's it's no difference in, the, in any business than that. So, okay, and you've always told me I need to train like an athlete when it comes yeah. to my career. Can you talk about that and your yeah. process with that? Yeah. Oh, that's really you've got such good questions, honey girl. Um, yes. Um, so one of the other things that I that I took stock of, um, I love to work out, and so. Um, and I had the kind of body for some reason that showed a lot of like, I guess, muscles in the old days of the Jane Fonda days. So I was, I was one of my other jobs. I was on every exercise equipment, you know, mm -hmm. and so being an athlete, um, has been important to me to, to keep that up. You know, I, I walk, I do 10,000 steps a day. I think you, we all always talk yep. about that. Um, I have a trainer three times a week when I'm when I'm on the road, I work with him um, on FaceTime and I always have a treadmill in my room. So I still get my 10,000 steps in and I get I take uh, resistance bands and do all of that, because if, if I don't do that, if I don't keep myself and feel like I'm at my peak performance, not only am I heavier, you know, we, I, and it depends on your casting. Some people, you know, it, it doesn't matter, but my casting I have to stay a certain certain size. That's that's what Hallmark expects. It's a Hallmark right. look, I guess. And so I I just make sure that that I stay sharp that way. And doing that, keeping my body sharp, also helps me mentally as well. So I'm all, and I do a lot of word games too because you, as an actor, you know you've got to memorize scripts. You've got to got to have good short term memory. So I make sure that I keep that stuff up. And it's just always again. Um, just trying to have your peak performance, I think, in all ways possible, just in all ways. So awesome, and I have been working on that. I got a Fitbit because of you. <laughs> Make sure I get my ten thousand steps in. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So even at, even at my age, I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in now. So, and it just feels good because, also, you know, being on set. For long days, it takes a lot of stamina, and you got to You just got to make sure that you're that that you are in prime condition, so you can fulfill whatever is expected of you on the job, and so you can make your peak performance. 
Okay, absolutely. Okay, one last question for you. <laughs> for a brand new actor coming in and this is what they want to do, they're really hungry for it, where would you have them begin? Um, I would say don't move to a large area. There's so much work in the in the uh, smaller regions. Um, like I, I worked full time uh, as based in Portland, Oregon. I did plays, um, I took an acting class. So find your best acting coach uh, that you can for sure. Um, don't join the union right away because then you can only join only do union work. Just just get the experience and and build a resume, um, um, and and start getting uh, reading plays, uh, looking at um, classic movies, and and start noting what parts you would be cast in in those old movies and also the new ones. Just get get uh, just know know your business. It is a business. Um, what else would I say, a new actor? Um, and look at the kind of job. So you probably want to get an agent, start looking at agents in whatever city you're in or whatever region you're in. And then some of the jobs that I that that sustained me and made me uh, money, um, uh, there's industrials. And I don't know if people know what that means, industrial videos. Like Portland, there was Nike, so I used to do their videos, and I also did all their shows across the country, you know, and I was the Nike legs for, yeah. you know, for a while for their shoes. Um, at, for Tektronics, it's uh, like a, a, not a software company, but a computer, like mm -hmm. technology company, and so I did all of their, uh, their training videos. That's what industrials are. They're in-house videos. And the big corporations have a whole in-house production studio. So, it, and what I did, I, I took my, my resume, which wasn't much. Um, I took whatever tape I had and I just would, would knock on door. Literally, I would go knock on doors and say, hi, what can we do together? I would love to work with you. And people just gave me a chance. And, and I ended up traveling and um, hosting, doing public speaking, hosting for like in Amsterdam a few times. I used to do a Sony International too. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of ways to make a living as an actor. It's, it doesn't have to be on Broadway or it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be on TV or in film. But I bet there's a lot of stuff to, to discover if you really like it because it, it's a big commitment um, and you don't always get paid a lot for it. But again, if you like doing it, you will like you're going to be happy, you know, and and then as you build your resume, make sure that you you build a resume, type things up and always get tape on yourself. Um, I suggest also doing student films and getting tape on yourself. I have some terrible films out there. Oh, that was another thing because I was called Barbie then. So when I moved to L.A., I changed it to Barbara which I used to hate, but now I still don't like my name, but Barbara, because being a blonde Barbie in those days as an actress was very typecasting. Right. So, yeah. So the main thing is just to get out and do it. See if you really like it. Um, read books on it. There's biographies on it. Um, what do I have? Oh, there, I have a couple good books. Hold on. Okay. Everything doesn't fall down. Okay. This was, was that it, Milton's book? Yes, yes. So this is one I studied with a study with the best person that you can find. And the way to find that out is maybe to call the unions 
or the theaters in your area and pick their brain. Because again, be a nice person, they wanna help you, right? And you say, I will pay this forward. So I, when I came down here, I studied, I found the best acting class that I could then, and it was the Beverly Hills Playhouse. I, I interviewed a few different places, but I thought that really fit me. And, um, and my acting coach, this is Melton Kitsellis. And I, I urge everybody to go get this book, um, get my light out of there. Remember how I taught you how to hold product? You did. You did. <laughs> lean it forward. So <laughs> like you're doing a commercial. So this is called Acting Class by Milton Katselis. And then also Best Book Ever, Dreams Into Action by Milton Katselis. Go get these. You can get them on Amazon. Um, and then, and this is, oh, this is Milton too. And he passed away. So we just all miss him so much. He he just changed my life. Um, and then if you can tell how used this is. Yes. This was the, this was the first book I got um, when I was first starting in Powell's bookstore with Jessica in the aisle. I got this. It's uh, Audition by Michael Shirtliff. It's the famed Broadway and Hollywood casting director reveals everything an actor needs to know to get the part. So... This is a really good book too. Just really good tidbits in here. And then uh, they also have these um, uh, books of scenes where you can get one person for a woman, one person with a man, or two women, two men, et cetera. And just grab your friends who also want to be actors and just go sit around, have a glass of wine or some, you know, some water, whatever, whatever you're into. And just, you guys read scenes, practice your craft. And then the more you do it, the more confidence you're going to get and the easier it's going to get. And so when the time is right, you're going to be prepared and you will book the part. Amen. And what's that quote you always say about uh, not, not giving up? Don't give up five minutes before the miracle. That's right. Because if I can make this happen. I mean, I'm so grateful. Everything is possible for you too. Whatever dream it is, not just acting, but anything. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much for being here. This has been amazing. Oh, they're going to love this so much. This has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, you are. Thank you. Where can people follow you? Uh, they can follow me on Facebook at Barbara Niven um, or Insta at Barbara Niven as well. And I'm, I'm on everything. That's pretty much it. My website is barbaniven.com. Okay, and make sure you watch those first five seasons of Chesapeake Shorts. It's a really, really, really <laughs> phenomenal oh, thank, show. Thank, thank you, honey. Thank, okay, you. thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. So I want to work with you. I want to see you on a set where we can play something. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Yeah, we will. We're getting Don't there. Don't give up five minutes for the miracle. We'll That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, tune in. This episode will be out soon and I can't wait for you guys to hear it.